Welcome to the Postcast, the Long Beach Post weekly wrap of the top stories happening in your city. Join me, Jason Ruiz, as we recap the most interesting and important events covered by our staff this week, as we continue our dedication to being your source for staying connected to Long Beach. Today's episode for the week of February 23rd is brought to you by the Port of Long Beach. It took nine months of negotiating and the threat of a White House intervention, but the Pacific Maritime Association and the International Longshore and Warehouse Unions finally reached a tentative deal Friday night, putting an end to months of slowdowns and suspensions. The agreement will increase the flow of goods into the ports of Los Angeles and Long Beach, which had been slowed in recent months as both sides of the labor dispute dug in on the remaining contract issues. Last week, President Obama sent Secretary of Labor Thomas Perez to help the sides reach an agreement, setting a Friday deadline for the PMA and the union to come to terms. By reaching the tentative deal, both sides avoided having to travel to the nation's capital to settle the dispute. But most importantly, it reopened the port to a normal flow of business. Port officials say it could take months to process the backlog of cargo currently lined up off the coast. Just days after a special study session was held by City Council to examine the existing noise ordinance at Long Beach Airport, JetBlue formally requested to build a customs facility to process international flights. In a letter sent to the new airport director, Bryant Francis, the airline said it would not violate the ordinance if given the go-ahead to bring in international traffic to Long Beach. The airline argues that the move would increase tourism and revenue for the city, while residents in the flight path have been outspoken about noise levels and their resistance to the idea of building the customs facility. If approved, the customs facility is still years away from completion, but the process has begun and now rests in the hands of the city council members. Facing legal troubles and the potential revocation of its license to operate as an elder care facility, news surfaced this week that the owners of the Breakers building were seeking to lease the structure to become a drug rehab center. The announcement came last week at a meeting held with the current residents. City officials have condemned the move, with multiple elected officials stating that they would challenge any move to make the historic structure the site of a rehab facility. According to the Office of Development Services, they might not have to. The building isn't zoned to host a rehab center, and according to the director of the department, there is no mechanism to change that. The Breakers Building Care Center came under review early last year in light of several lawsuits alleging elder abuse. The state's social services department moved to strip its license to operate, and that trial is set to be heard in April of this year. Two men were sentenced this week in the killing of a pizza delivery man in 1995 a case that went cold before the two men were arrested in connection with the crime in 2013. The Los Angeles County District Attorney's Office confirmed that Venda Johnson Jr., who was already serving a life sentence for a separate crime, was given an additional life sentence without the possibility of parole. His accomplice, James Lemon, was given 25 years in prison. The sentences carried enhancements because the murder happened during an attempted robbery. However, the men were not eligible for the death penalty because the crime was committed when they were juveniles. The three candidates vying for the open 4th District City Council seat talked policy and answered questions during a public forum hosted at the Long Beach Playhouse Tuesday. It was the first and possibly only time for voters to see Daryl Supernaw, Herlinda Chico, and Richard Lindemann debate publicly before election night, which is under two months away. The candidates generally agreed on most topics, which included medical marijuana, protecting the airport's noise ordinance, and opposing the raising of taxes. In the wake of the forum, Chico announced she had gained the endorsement of the Firefighters Association. Given Supernaw's family history with the fire department, the news was surprising, even to Supernaw. 
In an email, he suggested he may have lost the endorsement due to an unwillingness to raise the user's utility tax, something that was requested of him by the association's president. For more information regarding coverage of these stories and more, visit our website at www.lbpost.com, like us on Facebook, or follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Until next week, stay connected with your city. Stay connected with The Post. Thank you.